Welcome to She Persisted, your teen mental health resource. I'm your host, Sadie Sutton. Every Friday, I post interviews about mental health, dialectical behavioral therapy, and teenage life. These episodes break down my mental health journey, teach skills to help you cope with life, and showcase testimonials from individuals, including teens just like you. Whether you've struggled yourself or just want to improve your mental fitness, this podcast is your inspiration to live a life you love and keep persisting. This week's DBT skill is loving kindness. Loving kindness is a skill used to increase love and compassion, and it can be used towards others as well as yourself. This week, we're really going to dive into using it yourself, as I think it is so important to give yourself an extra bit of compassion during big changes in your life, like moving to college. Loving kindness is a mindfulness practice designed to increase love and compassion first for ourselves, then our loved ones, friends, those we are angry with, difficult people, enemies, and then for all beings. So to do this practice, you're going to choose a person you're sending loving kindness towards. Again, you're starting with yourself and you begin by centering yourself to your breath. You're breathing slowly and deeply, your palms are open, and you're gently focusing your attention to the person that you want to send loving kindness to. You radiate this loving kindness by reciting warm wishes such as, may I be happy, may I be at peace, may I be healthy, may I be safe, or another set of positive wishes of your own. Repeat this slowly and focus on the meaning of each word as you say it in your mind. If you have distracting thoughts, just notice them as they come and go and gently bring your mind back to the script. Continue until you feel yourself immersed in loving kindness and gradually work yourself up through loved ones, friends, and other individuals. You can practice this each day at any point and use this mantra to bring yourself a sense of calm, love, care throughout the day. This is one of my favorite skills to use when I'm feeling overwhelmed or upset and really just remember to go easy on myself. So with that being said, let's get into this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to She Persisted. I am so happy to say that. It's been two weeks since an episode went up and like so long since I recorded an intro because I recorded that one before I went to college. So it just feels really good to be back and podcasting and in the groove of things and talking to you guys, content creating and all that kind of stuff. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that last week my intention was to record two episodes. I had an interview scheduled with a really exciting guest. I was ready to be in the podcast grind at college. However, enter the freshman plague of Penn 2021. Everyone got tested on their way in and all of a sudden people on campus, whether it was kids down the hall or professors, were coughing and sore throats and like COVID-like symptoms. So everyone was like, great, this is awesome. First week of college, this is amazing. Not only was it like a little bit nerve-wracking COVID-wise, it was miserable. I literally slept for like 17 hours one day trying to navigate that while adjusting to a course load and starting classes and making friends was a literal disaster. And the worst feeling is being sick and not being at home. I literally was like laying in my bed and I was like, I just want to take a bath. Can I please just like be at home right now? Love college, like adjusting very well. We'll dive into that in so much detail. But being sick in a dorm room is not it. If anyone's going through that, like I feel for you. It's not a fun moment. Editing note, this whole freshman plague thing, I've gotten tested. I know at least 10 people that have gotten tested that it it's been negative for COVID, so they don't know exactly like what common cold it is, but everyone that has been tested positive, which I personally don't know of anyone, they quarantine, you go off campus, it's a whole thing. So I'm saying everyone's sick, but as far as I know, everyone that is sick is not sick with COVID, including myself. So last week, no episode, but we're back. Time to debrief. 
give a little bit of a life update, answer some of your questions, and then we're going to jump into a series of amazing interviews during the next two to three months. I worked with one of the most amazing people I've ever met. Her name is Scout Sobel. She's been on the podcast before. I'll link her episode in today's show notes. She is a co-host of a podcast called OK. She has her own podcast called Scout Podcast. She runs a PR agency called Scout's Agency. This woman does it all. And, and she was just, I can't get over her generosity and kindness in this. Diving on to a little tangent here, talking about these new guests. So that's what's happening. Apologies. I recorded with her to be on a mental health series for OKSIS, and I'll link that below. It was such an amazing conversation. She just asked such good questions. It was one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done on another show. And at the end of it, she was like, I want to hear about you. What are the updates? What is your vision for the podcast? And I talked to her about how I'm doing social media management on the side, and I really want to continue the podcast throughout college. And she was just so in line with what my vision was. She was like, this is it, Sadie. Like, the next six months, one year, if you really dig in and dive and invest in this podcast and get yourself as a guest on other podcasts and have amazing guests on your show, I see so much potential here. Like my heart was just like swelling. When someone can see what you're working towards and they believe that it has the possibility to like get traction or find a community, it's just the most amazing thing. She's literally one of the busiest persons ever. She just launched a freaking book, linking it in today's show notes. She just sent it to me. She's so sweet. I'm going to be reading it within the next couple of weeks, and I'll do a little Instagram post on what I think. It's called The Emotional Entrepreneur, and I'm very, very excited. Anyways, back to this story. She was like, I would love to help support you, mentor you, all of these things. So she gave me advice and feedback on my pitch email, and I've easily sent like 200 pitch emails during the history of the podcast. I think I've emailed Lauren Bostick probably like 37 times. I'm sorry, Lauren, you're not listening to this, but I'm sorry because that's part of the hustle. It's getting people on your show. It's creating content. It's part of the process. And so, like I said, she owns a PR agency. They specialize in getting women on podcasts. This is what she does. This is her jam. She helped me do my pitch email and I sent it out to probably 50 or 60 people And I'm not kidding when I say I've booked 15 guests that I never thought I'd be able to book. And it's just the most insane, amazing lineup. We have Victoria Garrick. We have Krista from Almost 30. We have Johan Hari. We have Paige Lale. We have Dr. Caroline Leaf. We have Dr. Eliza Pressman. Dr. Alexandra Solomon. Like so many crazy people. There's more. Like that's just like five that I'm reading off the Instagram post I put up earlier this week. Like this is an insane lineup and my mind is blown. I'm shocked. Like a little bit of like they want to come on like my podcast like they agreed to it like that's what's going through my head but I'm just so excited so all of this to say get very excited for the next couple of months of she persisted the quality of content is going to go off the charts it's just going to be some of the I'm sure the most amazing episodes that I've ever put out and I'm just hugely 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 excited so with that being said college updates It is Thursday, September 16th. I moved into the University of Pennsylvania on August 24th and August 25th. Recapping, starting there. I was stressed. The packing experience, making sure that everything would get here. I didn't know what move-in would look like. I want to insert my first tip about moving into college and navigating that is to coordinate with your roommate beforehand. If you can get on a FaceTime call, if you can meet up, like that's optimal and just get to know each other, start building that relationship and be really intentional. Things like who's going to bring a straightening iron, who's going to bring a blow dryer. We don't need both. Like that is something that is helpful in the move-in process because you don't need to bring two of everything. You can coordinate your decor. Speaking of which, dorm tour is coming soon, I promise. It is just so helpful to be on the same page and it's one less thing they're overwhelmed by during move-in. Move-in itself. 
please skills guys like this is going to be a very stressful day not only are you doing like intense amounts of manual labor at least i was because i was carrying things up five floors god bless my parents my dad and my roommate's dad literally installed flooring in our dorm they were they were so annoyed literally my dad was like okay this is not happening for any of your siblings like this one-time thing how did i agree to this and it wasn't just like peel and stick flooring guys it was click and lock like they had a little mallet out they were cutting vinyl like it was a whole freaking situation and it looks so good as soon as the t- photos go up on instagram i'll put them in the show notes but like it was it was a moment it took four hours so i was very ambitious and I'm not saying that that's like my advice to like go crazy with the dorm room, but when I was thinking about moving to college, something that I really prioritized was again, the dorm room. I was like, this is going to be a spot that I'm living for the next year. I almost said four years. We don't live in the same dorm for four years, but there's a couple of different reasons why this was something that was important to me. And I'm not saying that it has to be important to you, but having an awareness of what's important to you is something that's really crucial because you're anticipating stronger emotional reactions. You're willing to prioritize these different things and set yourself up for success. You can advocate for yourself, all of these things. So I prioritized the dorm room, whether that was like making sure that I really liked the look of like my bed and that it was really comfy and that I was prepared and then I printed out my photos and for a couple of reasons. One is that you're living here for a year. I wanted my dorm room to be somewhere that I really enjoyed relaxing in, being in, and it could be a safe and happy place, especially as we've gotten into the first couple of weeks of college. I'm realizing my tendency to be introverted and that I need time to recharge from socializing. So I wanted my dorm room to be somewhere that was a happy place for me. We also know that your, your living environment directly influences your mental health. So I wanted it to bring me joy. I wanted to make to make me smile when I see pictures of the dogs on the wall and these things that I've picked out, right? Next reason that I prioritize the dorm room is I wanted it to be a very... Next reason that I prioritized the dorm room was my roommate and I wanted it to be a very inviting space. where People were like, yeah, we want to hang out here. We didn't want it to be like, oh, I have to go sit in their dorm room. Like, this isn't fun. Like, We wanted it to be an enjoyable spot that was nice to hang out in. So yeah, the last reason I'll say that I prioritized the dorm room was that it was just really fun for me to make Pinterest boards and get to use that creativity and pick out certain things and do these projects. Like it's a sense of purpose and creativity and it was something that I really enjoyed. So I went on that tangent to kind of just give the piece of advice to be aware of what your priorities are, where your emotions are tied to so that you can go into the experience prepared to navigate that move-in day i totally got off on my tangent there but please skills it's a very stressful day you're probably going to be saying goodbye to family members you're in a totally new place you're doing manual labor it's very stressful you're trying to move an entire year's worth of stuff into a room in one or two days being sure that you are ready physically emotionally mentally beforehand is crucial having a plan before like okay can we get lunch and take a break because i don't think i can do this for 12 hours on end or hey if things get really difficult and we start like arguing can we all agree to take a 10 minute break something like that right so mentally preparing for move-in day accepting it's going to be stressful and then preparing so we're coping ahead there Move-in day itself went pretty smoothly. It took two days. We had to do a couple Ikea, Target, CVS runs, but overall it did go very well. And I noticed that I had a very strong, I wouldn't say urge, but I felt like the need to settle and nest and unpack and have a home base again of the dorm room before I was like, yeah, I want to go out and meet people and socialize. There were tons of people that were like congregating in the quad and outside. And I knew like for me, I was like, okay, what will be most 
fulfilling and emotionally effective for me is to really unpack, feel comfortable and safe and happy in this place, and then I'm recharged enough to go out and socialize and build relationships and connect and explore. So that was something that I was really aware of and respected of for myself within the first couple of days, and that's totally a person-by-person thing. If you're the kind of person where it's like, this is just overwhelming, like I don't want to do all my unpacking right now, I need to recharge by going out and socializing, do that. Totally fine plan. This week's episode is brought to you by Sakara. You guys know how much I'm stressing the importance of good sleep, good nutrition, getting outside, staying active, because when we don't take care of our physical health, our mental health truly suffers as well. I know that my emotional vulnerability is off the charts when I'm not taking care of my physical health. I can't be productive. My relationships struggle and everything just becomes a mess. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and they're designed to boost your energy, improve digestion, and get your skin glowing. Their meals are delivered all around the U.S., ready-to-eat, at your door, and you are good to go. They also have some amazing wellness essentials, like one of my favorites, their sleep tea, which you know I love a good cup of tea before bed to keep my sleep hygiene in check. They also have things like beauty chocolates, like chocolate that you eat to help your skin, like literally mind blown. So many different supplements, teas, powders, granola, all of that kind of stuff. To get your hands on their amazing products, you can go to Saqqara.com and use code XOSADIE at checkout for 20% off. Again, that's Saqqara.com. Use code XOSADIE at checkout for 20% off your first order. After that was new student orientation, which was quite an experience. Basically, NSO, new student orientation, is kind of just a party week at Penn. So you have orientation groups, whether it's summer reading or maybe a campus tour or a Q&A session. But for the most part, people are just going out and either going to darties, which are day parties or parties at night. And if you guys have more questions about kind of what that's like to navigate and what that looks like as a college student, because I feel like that's something you don't have a lot of insight about before you go to college, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll build it into a future episode. But I mentioned that because It was a heavy week. I could see it being very emotionally overwhelming because you're in a new place. You've just said goodbye to your family. Your support system isn't there. You are really lacking a lot of your basic police skills because you're going out every night. And again, you don't have to go out every night. I did not go out every night. There was a couple nights where I was like, I'm tired. I want to sit in the room and unpack. And I organized the kitchen. And that was great. And I respected that like emotional experience and didn't force myself to go out and go to a party. And I... I was, I knew what I needed and I listened to that. So yeah, it was just a very busy week. Go, 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 go. And then I started getting sick, which was terrible. We started classes on the 31st of August and pretty quickly homework load picked up. My days, which I've been trying to put more on Instagram stories, are classes in the morning and then I end up having meetings for the podcast or for work. I am sprinkling bits of social media management in throughout the day. I'm at the library probably two or three hours every day. And I'm going to bed at like 1 or 2 a.m. And it really feels like it's hard to breathe sometimes. Like it's just go, 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 go. There's always things to do. And so that has kind of been the schedule since school started. And I've noticed that I am thriving with the momentum. When I was at home during the summer, like my only goal today is to go on a walk or my only goal today is to edit a podcast. And that would be really, really difficult for me to do. And it wasn't that I was like feeling really depressed It was just that I didn't have enough momentum to have that productivity. 
Whereas now I'm in a, a kind of groove of sorts where I'm going to four hours of classes, I'm getting lunch, I'm working on the podcast throughout the day, I'm managing six social media accounts, I'm able to keep on top of my homework and also build relationships and somehow it's not feeling like too much. I'll keep you posted on the burnout there. But right now that momentum, that pace is okay. I am really prioritizing sleep time and bedtime and utilizing content that makes me happy and boosts my mood to be able to recharge. Because I know that if I'm not recharging, I'm going to lose the energy to be able to invest in classes, the podcast, all of these other things. So that's been classes started. That's been the schedule. A couple little things to mention as far as recommendations for new students. I have found a combination of Apple Calendar, Notion, and a bullet journal to be like the perfect combination for me to stay organized and on top of things. I'll definitely do an Instagram post about this at some point, but I log all of my assignments for the week on Notion and I can see the outline of what's due every day. My bullet journal is for me to make sure that all tasks get done, whether it's school, work, going to the gym, things like that. And my calendar is like, what times do I need to be places? Where am I going to block in time to do my laundry, etc. So, That's another thing that I recommend is really investing time to explore what works for you to stay organized within the first week. Whether that's a paper calendar, whether it's an agenda, if it's an online to-do list, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But understanding that will truly set you up for success. The next thing I want to mention is caffeine and staying awake. The first couple of days of new student orientation and classes... I was honestly scared because I kept falling asleep. I was constantly drowsy and I talked to my therapist and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I cannot stay awake. It's not that it's not interesting. It's not that I'm not getting enough sleep. I just, I, I can't do it. And so she had a couple of suggestions there and the switches that I've made have been like at least two cups of coffee. If I'm tired, I'm drinking caffeine in every class and I'm either taking copious notes or if it's a class where it's review or I've already done the homework and it's not something else I need to learn, I'll kind of multitask and work on another homework or work assignment while still paying attention. And this has been a very effective strategy for me to stay awake and alert in classes, not fall asleep, and I'm also not feeling like caffeine overloaded. That was something that I've always been worried about. I'm very like anxiety prone and I didn't want to be like jittery and shaky and having my thoughts going crazy. So I've been very like mindful of what my body is feeling like on caffeine, but having like one to two cups of coffee per day has been perfect. Another thing I want to mention is walking. I'm not even kidding when I get like upwards of 10,000 steps every day at home. I was getting like 200 not 200,000, just 200. I was, as my app told me, living a sedative lifestyle. It was very bad. But uh, you end up walking to your classes, you have to walk to lunch, you have to walk to dinner. If you're going out, you have to walk to those houses. And so it is just a very fast-paced and movement-prone lifestyle. And I feel like that's another thing that is really helpful for your mental health is that you're outside, you're moving, and even if you don't have time to fit in, okay, I'm going to go like on a different walk or I'm going to go to the gym, you're still getting very active and getting enough movement to where it's not like you're like, I'm literally just sitting down all the time. Another thing that I really highly recommend is making time to go to the library or get work done every day. I found that when I'm like, oh, I'll just get this done in my room, I don't get it done or I end up going to bed way later. If I make an appointment to do a group study room with my roommate, normally she makes them because she's on top of that kind of stuff. And we're like, we're going to go from seven to nine. I am getting some sort of work done from seven to nine. And that's just something that's very effective. And it also allows my room to be, again, a safe space where it's not like I'm always doing homework in here. And I love that. 
It's one of my favorite things. Another thing is the food. The first week we almost exclusively ate at the dining hall. There's a bunch of dining halls on campus, but there's like a couple like bigger ones, like the main dining halls, and it got gross very quickly. I think I was eating pizza for every single meal because I'm very picky, and I was like, I don't want to eat a chunk of pork. So that was not the best setup. I definitely was a little bit nervous. I was like, is this a long-term solution? What am I, what am I going to eat every day? And I've started to explore different dining options, which I highly recommend. And I'm not saying go and spend like $4,000 on food every week, but see what the different dining halls are. Penn offers meal swaps. So you could go to like this thing called Houston Market where they have a bunch of little restaurants, like a little grill, they have a bento place, they have a salad bar, and you can get a meal swap where you use a meal swipe, which is in your dining plan. And you can get like a salad, a drink, and a piece of fruit, or you get pizza and a drink and chips. And so that food tends to be better and more enjoyable and you're switching up your options more often as opposed to eating the same thing every day. That being said, I have found that in the morning doing like the same cup of coffee and a similar breakfast routine is really helpful to set me up for success for my morning classes. But throughout the rest of the day, I highly recommend getting creative, switching things up for dinner and so that you don't get like very tired and grossed out by the food. Next piece of advice that I have is for parents or friends of people that have gone to college, which is to check in, but also give space to the kid or teen, whatever it is, that's going to college. I really, really appreciated that my parents were always there to pick up the phone or ask how my day was going or answer a text. Same thing with my siblings and my friends. And there wasn't like this huge expectation of she's going to call me every night. Again, like I mentioned, my schedule has been so crazy and I'm like, I can barely even breathe. And I don't have the energy and the output to sit on the phone with like 12 different people and update them on my day every single day. Not that I don't want to talk to them or that I don't miss talking to them. I'm just like exhausted. So allowing the person at college to contact you and to reach out and be like, hey, I'm like here if you want to talk or leave a message and be like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Let me know how your day went without being like, why haven't you talked to me? It's been three weeks. Are you like like not getting mad, just being empathetic and understanding of how busy their life is right now and how draining that can be and how it's difficult to continue to use energy into like these interpersonal outputs. Next thing that I want to mention is social life and building friendships and relationships first couple weeks of college. It's very interesting. Going into new student orientation, there was definitely kind of an understanding that people make friends during new student orientation, depending on like who's in your orientation group or who you happen to run into. And then you make different friends as you get to know people in your classes and that are more likely to be in like your long-term friend group. Something that I've heard literally everyone say is to say yes to everything the first week of college. I like this and I don't like this. For me, I was someone who didn't go out literally every single night the first week of orientation. And I also, if I wanted to go back early or I was tired, I respected that. And that was okay. Like, it's not detrimental to your social life. You're not going to miss out on some crazy thing. Another thing is Penn has a lot of these, like, off-campus ticketed parties, whether it's at, like, a club or at another venue. And... And while some freshmen were aware of, like, that you needed to buy tickets for these things, they're very in the loop, I was not one of them, was not aware of the situation. So that was a really good example of where you could very easily get into that headspace. If I if I didn't know about this party, I'm not going to this party, I'm going to miss out on this, I'm not going to meet all these people, and it's going to be a disaster for my social life. Or just being like, there's still 12 parties going on on campus, and there will be a party tomorrow, and it's going to be okay. And every, lots of people that went to those office campus parties, 
party said that they were terrible and a pipe burst and they didn't give them a whole refund and it was a whole situation so the moral of the story here is well FOMO is real and I think that's something that people are experiencing and they're feeling a lot of pressure to be social to meet your people at the beginning of college it's not black and white it's not life or death and you're not it's not the end-all be-all to go out every single night or there's going to be some giant consequence more on socializing and my approach there when I'm feeling up to it I will go out and get to know people and talk to people as much as possible while also respecting that I'm like I'm tired or I'm feeling burnt out today or I just don't want to or I'm sick something that I've been thinking a lot about this week is my approach thus far has really been to again build this really great home base I'm building myself a foundation of an effective work schedule a good study schedule feeling on top of my classes and having a routine that is setting me up for success for my mental health where I'm not constantly burnt out I'm not always tired like I'm able to get things done and be effective in those areas other people I've noticed are more prioritizing building those relationships being social immediately for me that I knew that wasn't going to work for me I know that every single school I started at I am initially more focused on building that foundation and then I really focus on building relationships and friendships and that's been really effective for me and so I think it's very important to be aware of what works for you socially and to understand that it's not going to look the same as everyone else. So if you're feeling very overwhelmed and you need a couple of days to adjust to being at college or to adjust to being a new school before you start really putting yourself out there socially, that's totally normal and that's totally okay and it's not something that you should be stressing out about or comparing yourself to others on. So one question that I did get asked when I asked if people had questions about the first month of college was to hear about my experience making friends. So I've kind of covered that a good amount, but again, just like a lot of compassion for myself with understanding that you're not gonna find your like best friends in the entire world and your giant friend group that you're gonna like get along with for the next four years within the first 24 hours of college. And that's totally normal and okay. And it's a bit of an adjustment because it's not like home where you have this great network of a support system and you have someone that you can call and like hang out every single day it's different and you're adjusting and so I think it's very important to set yourself up a good foundation that so you can support yourself mentally and you don't have to rely on relationships that don't exist yet they will exist you will find your people but it takes time so if you can be those people for yourself in the short term I think that's something that is so helpful and effective as a new student going into college so yeah that is my all over the place advice on college recap on what's happened the past month it felt weird to go right into interviews without kind of addressing this very large shift and change in my life and kind of talking through it with you guys and giving advice on what worked for me and what I found to be effective thus far and so yeah it was really important for me to sit down and do this little episode before we dive into all the amazing interviews next week and beyond so with that being said i hope you enjoyed be sure to dm comment email questions if you have anything you want to know about pen about college about the whole experience i'm going to be doing day in the life reels more often on instagram so be sure to follow me there at she persisted podcast leave a review share the episode follow on instagram all of the things 
grow the podcast. We love it. And yeah, I will see you guys next Friday. To recap this week's episode, I talked all about my recent move to the University of Pennsylvania. I talked about orientation, starting classes, study skills that have been working, habits to set yourself up for success, having self-compassion for yourself as you adjust to this very new overwhelming environment, building new relationships at college, and what's to come within the next couple months of the podcast. 